Welcome to Walking in Faith with Pastor Rob Currington. This podcast is dedicated to helping develop lifelong seekers of the Kingdom of God. Each week, Pastor Rob helps bring God's message for living to those seeking a richer and more Christ-filled life. Now let's join Pastor Rob as he shares this week's message. Hey, we're in our second part of our series in our prophet, priest, and king on the story of Elijah. 1 Kings chapter 17, take your Bibles and turn there and be prepared to go from there. I think this is going to be a great series. I'm enjoying it. Last week we looked a little bit about Elijah. The title of today is The God of Israel Lives. The God of Israel Lives. Let me ask you a question. What is your motivation? What is it that gets you up in the morning to face each and every day? Is it money? Is it the aspirations? Is it the chance for a venture? Is it money, adventure, maybe it's just a grudging attitude of duty, or maybe it's a high sense of duty and responsibility. I've got to provide for my family. What is it that gets you up out of the morning? And the one answer that does not suffice is my mom. Okay, can't say my mom gets me up. At least I hope not. Well, some of you might maybe. I remember one time the CEO of a company that I was working for was asked that question. And his answer was to the fact is I get up in the reason, the reason I get up in the morning, the, the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is the opportunity to maximize the profits of our shareholders. That's a company man, and he made very good money. But I think that doesn't probably get you and I up in the morning, does it? Does it get you up in the morning and say, I want to make my company more money, or I, I want to do this or do that? Well, all of us have something that gets us out of the bed and face the morning, face our duties, or maybe your thirst, or whatever it is, there's something that motivates you and gets you up to face sometimes some of the most difficult times. You ever have those mornings when, man, I just don't want to get out of bed? Because you know all the things that are going on. And say, I just don't want to do that. We all have a trigger that helps us face the day. Well, last week we introduced to you one of the larger than life uh, prophets of the Old Testament, Elijah. Elijah is a fascinating character attributed with amazing feats of miracles, great acts of courage, along with bouts of depression, fear, and anxiety. In the New Testament, James describes Elijah as a man like you and me. And we talked about how many times we take these biblical characters and we make them such larger life that we can never understand who they are. We could never compare ourselves or ever attain to what they did. But James says that Elijah was a man like you and me, but accomplished great things despite his foibles, his fears, and his sense of inadequacy. And you need to understand, I think one of the things that prevents many of us from being the follower of Christ, the husband, the wife, you know, the son, the employee, the employer, is a sense of inadequacy that we have in doing it. Our our foibles and our failures and our sin many times paralyzes us and prevents us from serving God as we should. At least for me, I'm going to assume that's very similar to you. Some of the issues that Elijah had to cope with was fear and failures, anger, frustration, hunger, thirst, worry and anxiety, grief and bereavement. These are all things that all of us face on a daily basis. 
One pastor writes that when you read the Bible, you discover that the men and women that God uses are often marked by a sense of their personal inadequacy. And I wanted to spend last week to, for you to, to, to ask that question yourself and to confront that. In what areas do you feel that you're personally inadequate to do the things that God has called you to do? Many times we struggle with our own inadequacies as we serve God. We feel that we can never measure up to a man like Elijah. However, God has not called you to be Elijah, but yourself. And we ended last week's message with this challenge, with this exhortation. You and I are called to, be, to faithfully serve God in our generation, despite the circumstances and consequences, as he had gifted us through his empowerment of the Spirit until God calls us home. But now as we come to this morning, and we come to 1 Kings chapter 17, you and I read the recorded beginning of Elijah's ministry to the northern kingdom of Israel. In this short, short passage, we get a sense of the urgency of his mission, the devastating repercussions of rebellion against God, and the courage that is necessary to serve God in a culture and a society that was hostile to his faith, hostile to God. So with that, let's read 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's just read that first verse together. I'll read out loud. You can read silently. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Father, I pray that you just give us wisdom as we dive into your word to understand an event that happened almost 3,000 years ago in a land so far away with people so removed from our understanding that we need to come and understand what's happening here. So let it speak now here 3,000 years later to, to us. May we capture the truth found in your word. May we be encouraged, may we be challenged, may we be rebuked if necessary. But above all, let us respond to your word. We praise in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as we see here, Elijah's called to prophesy to King Ahab in the northern kingdom of Israel. To understand the importance, the reason, and the danger associated with Elijah's mission, why I call it courageous, it's imperative for us to read the passage right before this in chapter 16. So if you have your Bible there, just look on the next page, or maybe you may need to turn. But look at chapter 16, verse 26. And here we're introduced to the character of Ahab and Jezebel. It says, In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, Ahab, the son of Omri, began to reign over Israel. That's the northern ten kingdoms, as we talked about last week. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel and Samaria for 22 years. And Ahab, the son of Amram, this is important, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, as you read through Kings and Chronicles, you'll see that many kings of both Israel and Judah did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. But look at here. It says, but he did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. This man stood apart in his evil, wicked, rebellious ways. And he says, as if it has been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, who was the one first wicked king of northern Israel, the son of Nabat. He took for his wife Jezebel, 
the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Now this is something 